0: Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Boy, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. plus. Yes.
1: yeah
2: good evening folks, and welcome to another fine, fine cold december night today's date December nineteenth just a few days away from Christmas, not the holidays but Christmas. December nineteenth, two thousand eleven, A.D. Beautiful old town Alexandria, the United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun. And I'm your host, Doctor C. Robert Jones. Ding dong, the witch is dead. Yeah, Kim Jong Il. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, one shouldn't laugh. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I think, uh, you know, I, some people, they kind of deserve it. I don't know. You know, to go. It's Sometimes it's just... It's just a good thing, but it took so long for him to finally pass on and uh i i just wonder what's going to become of um uh, that great prosperous country did you <laughs> did you see the the women crying their eyes out just just crying i wonder i i wonder how much they were paid cry like that it was horrible they were they were very they are uh, they're crying uh, I wonder how much they were paid for that but they actually seemed it actually seemed as though they were crying for real I mean they were sobbing there were, there were like 12 or 13 of them not like the whole country but and the lady who announced um, Ill's death on the nightly news or afternoon news she was completely broken up I don't know it is possible that there are those who mourn the old man's death but I mean who I mean how and why um I don't know ding dong witch is dead now folks we can get a few more out of town Who else? (laughs) Who else? Who's next? Because Kim Jong is gone. Dear Leader is out. Maybe the folks could stop eating tree bark. Maybe, I mean actually eating tree bark. Maybe some folks will get fed.
3: Maybe Maybe there'll be some capitalism
2: In North Korea Perhaps could we dare hope that Could we dare hope That North and South Korea Will finally be united I don't know ECCO says that uh, (laughs) ding dong the witch is dead I was starting to play that but I changed my mind that's rude that's not very nice Um, they're not allowed to burn light after dark I wonder why why are they not allowed to burn light after dark Uh, that sounds like uh, I don't know, know a little weird I'm sure there's a reason for it though but hey, let's, let's get into the program right now. Uh, we got, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Not Whoopi Goldberg actually blowing a fart on The View because that's just gross, and I don't really want to talk about it right now. Um, no. Uh-uh. But I would like to get into my Kim Jong-il, powerful leader, talented lover, Kim Jong-il is dead from the blaze, an article from the blaze, the blaze from, and it's by Kim Jong-il. Beloved, it goes on to read, beloved leader, fashion icon, champion golfer, star of stage and screen, and inventor of the hamburger. Kim Jong-il died on purpose yesterday after a long battle with fire-breathing dragons. He was 69, though he appeared much younger, and everyone who knew him said so. <laughs> okay, all right, okay, all right, I'll try, to keep it, I'll try not to laugh. Despite the fact that he could have done literally anything he wanted in life, the benevolent and handsome Kim Jong-il generously chose to lead his adoring but often unworthy people to 17 years of peace, prosperity, and as much food as he felt they deserved. All of this he did completely on his own, even though other world leaders were constantly offering to help because they desired his personal friendship and secretly wanted to share credit for North Korea's greatness and strength. In fact, the enormous dragons that maliciously attacked dear leader which were also robots and possibly radioactive were sent by the American president himself after Dear Leader refused to advise him on how to properly govern his godless heathen nation, of overindulgent capitalist swine. After a long, glorious battle in which he outnumbered he was outnumbered by fifty six to one, but still could have won if he'd wanted to. The leader chose to stop his heart due to a combination of boredom and disappointment that his people did not do more to help him. He then rode a flaming chariot into the morning sky and is certainly the guest of honor at a dinner populated by the deities of every major religion. He could, of course, return at any time he wanted, but he's much too busy. Dear Leader is, Dear Leader's untimely death is being hysterically mourned across the globe, prompting the immediate and permanent cancellation of Christmas to make way for the much preferred world sadness day. Many prominent Western celebrities are also lining up for a chance to portray him in a major Hollywood movie, including Brad Pitt and Ryan Reynolds, with, all, with the only stipulation being that they train themselves to achieve his level of physical perfection and wear special shoes to lift him to the appropriate height. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let us Let us bid the dear leader farewell and safe journey and safe passage. On the road to hell. I added that last part myself. That's not part of the Blaze article. Yeah. Poor dear leader is out. He's checked out. He's gone. How sad. I gotta I gotta get a tissue. In the meantime, we'll take a short break. We'll be right back. You're listening to The C. Robert Jones,
4: Situation Report. And that any health care funding plan that is just, equitable, civilized, and humane must, must redistribute wealth from the richer among us to the poorer and the less fortunate. Excellent health care is by definition redistributional.
1: Are you then
0: calling for the redistribution of wealth in society? Absolutely, without any hesitation. That's what the gospel is all about. And then the third lesson
3: and tip actually comes from two of my favorite political philosophers, Mao Zedong and Mother Teresa, not often
4: coupled with each other,
3: but, but the two people that I turn to most.
4: Generally speaking, we get the joke. Uh, we know that the free market is nonsense. We know that the whole point is to game the system, to beat the market, or at least find someone who will pay you a lot of money because they're convinced that there is a free lunch. We know this is largely about power, that it's an adults-only, no-limit game. We kind of agree with Mao that political power comes largely from the barrel of a gun. Workers of the world unite. <laughs> it's not just a slogan anymore, it's the way we're going to have to do our work. I think the debate for the new generations,
5: instead of capitalism or socialism, is we're going to have both, and then
4: which proportion of each should we have in order to make this all work? It's a much more sensible debate. But the dream was not to put one black man in the White House. The dream
3: was to make everything
5: equal in everybody's
4: house. What you mean by economic equality is floors for everybody and ceilings for everybody? Well, floors. Absolutely. ceilings probably. You have the consumption tax, mm-hmm. certainly a consumption ceiling. Great. Because we have been guided by a Republican administration who believes in this simplistic notion that people who have wealth are, the, are entitled to keep it and they have an antipathy towards the means of redistributing wealth.
6: You stayed up front. Your starting point is, quote, no-nonsense Marxism, unquote. But you dispel all the negative images we have been programmed to conjure up with just the mention of that word socialism or Marxism.
1: The wealthy are getting way way too wealthy, and the middle income class is left behind. When it gets out of whack, as
5: it did in the 20s and it has now, you need to need to do some redistribution. This is a form of redistribution. Definitely. If you redistribute too much, then the system doesn't work because you take the incentive out of it.
0: No more broken treaties.
6: No more broken treaties. Give them the wealth. Give them the wealth. Give them the dignity. Give them the respect.
3: The rich are not paying their fair share in any nation. And guess what this liberal will be all about? This liberal will be all about socializing. Uh, um. uh
2: would be about uh, basically um, uh, um, uh, taking over Oh. and the government running all of your companies oh okay as I reported earlier Kim Jong Il has checked out he's gone I'm sad it's a sad state of affairs I weep, I weep for the for the dear leader. I weep.
1: He was thought to have died on Saturday while travelling in his train. Um, he refuses to fly, so he goes every, everywhere in a special train. And he was thought to have died of basically of a heart attack. Um, he's been frail for some time. He's thought to have had a stroke in 2008 and, and possibly other health complications. Whenever he was seen in public, he'd be limping and carry a cane. You know, in a sense, I suppose the, the death was sudden, but not completely unexpected in the short term it's going to mean a, a period of uncertainty I suppose for the Korean Peninsula which is you know one of the most um, heavily armed and at times most volatile corners of the world so notionally um, power will transfer to his um, third son Kim Jong-un but um, he's you know thought to only be about 28 and um, how that transition will go um, will be um, something that's sort of avidly watched um, because you know Kim Jong-il had been a strong man in place for so long and um And his son's so young, so we don't know exactly what's going to happen there. It's a dreadful legacy, really the legacy, I suppose, of fear and terror, both within his country and without. He's held South Koreans in a state of perpetual readiness um, throughout his time in power with the provocations and nuclear tests. Um, he's played this sort of protection racket, I suppose you'd call it, where where he'll craft an incident or a test to in, in pursuit of aid, aid funding, and um, you know, it's resulted in the deaths of various people on the South Korean side and, and within his own country. There's been no opening up, no move to a market economy, um, people starving, people imprisoned. Um, it's, you know, one of the last I on the States.
2: Damn. Gone, folks. Gone, but not forgotten. Who else besides me is now off the Newt Gingrich train? I was on for a little while just because even though I do not believe that there's any such thing as the smartest person in the room even though I'm pretty damn smart myself to be the smartest person in the room you'd have to know everything about everything and there's no such person news pretty smart i'd like to have coffee with him i'd like to talk to him about history i'd like to find i'd like to have i'd like to i'd like to lunch with a man i'd like to, to dinner with him would we'll be great him and lincoln would we'll be wonderful think of it Me, Lincoln, and Newt at the table. Cigars, brandy, big, huge steak, mashed potatoes, or maybe some new potatoes and those cute little baby carrots. All three of us picking each other's brains. It would be great, but Newt went too far. He went way too far. I would not accept – we would be talking about this right here and now every single day for the rest of the week if President Obama said that he would not abide by Supreme Court rulings that he did not like. If President Obama said that he'd throw folks in jail for not answering subpoenas… And that he would disregard Supreme Court rulings that didn't suit his purpose. We would all, each and every one of us, especially my fellow blog talk hosts, we would be talking about this all right now, all today. Tesla would be on it. Tesla would probably have a special show just for tonight, 2020. No, he'd be talking about it. Everybody. It would be all over the net if Obama said that if he didn't like a certain ruling. So what is New doing? Why would he come out and say such stupid things? This is the problem with being the smartest guy around. And I'm guilty of it myself. Sometimes you say really stupid things. And I found Newt's statements to be bizarre and completely out of line. And this is what folks are talking about. This is what they're afraid of. If he were to even come close to receiving the nomination, I don't even think Newt should be on a vice presidential ticket. It's just out there where the buses don't run to say something like that. What is up with that guy? Does anybody care? The call in number numbers 347 8, 8, 8, Jeb Bush supports the right to rise. Congressman Paul Ryan recently coined a smart phrase to describe the core concept of economic freedom. The right to rise. Think about it. We talk about the right to free speech, the right to bear arms, the right to assembly, the right to rise. Doesn't seem like something we should have to protect, but we do. We have to make it easier for people to do the things that allow them to rise, he said. We have to let them compete. We need to let people fight for businesses. We need to let people take risks. We need to let people fail. We need to let people suffer the consequences of bad decisions. And we need to let people enjoy the fruits of good decisions, even good luck. Jeb Bush said this in an article today on the Wall Street Journal. And I couldn't agree more. You know we've got some smart people, some really good and decent people not running for the presidency of the United states and I find that to be uh disconcerting. One would think that this country is in such a perilous shape that these patriots, like Jeb Bush, Christie, and some others, would be standing in line to save this great nation before it's too late, and there's no more running for anything. USMC vet writes in the chat room, Lincoln destroyed the republic. Well, yeah. It started way back in 1908. Remember Karl Marx? Come on, Gingrich is a CFR, globalist, Totally opposed to a sovereign America. Remember NAFTA, GATT, NWO, tossed the third wave. Yep. Newt, I'm not saying that Newt's not out there where the buses don't run. Most really smart people are. I'm just saying. The guy said that he would disregard... Supreme Court decisions, that to me borders on tyranny. How how often have, have you, me, and other people in blog talk radio and around and, and everywhere else talked about the three separate but equal, equal branches of government and how they should function with uh, autonomy? So when Gingrich says that he would disregard Supreme Court rulings – well, that's that doesn't. I don't. That doesn't speak well to me. I don't want. I don't want any such thing. I don't want to have any part of that. I think it's crazy. I wonder if anybody heard about that this weekend. Anybody at all? Huh. Now, a CBS sports writer joked if uh, Tim Tebow had more class, he'd just kill dogs or get drunk and run over somebody. I think he was trying to be funny, but actually wasn't very funny. What's going on with Tim Tebow and all this other talk about him simply because he's a Christian and he expresses his Christian faith? USMC vet writes in the chat room about the other subject, uh, Newt. Uh, He also said he'd have judges arrested by federal marshals and make them justify their decisions. You see, that kind of talk is scary. That kind of talk cannot be tolerated. You know what? I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there because I know a lot of you thinking the same thing. What Newt said over the course of the weekend, borders on Stalinist, Hitler-Mussolini type talk, that if you don't like a judge's ruling, then you're going to have them arrested to explain their ruling to you as if you're some sort of a king, or that you're going to disregard their rulings altogether. That kind of talk is bizarre and dangerous. I won't tolerate that from a Republican or a Democrat, a liberal or a conservative. It's outrageous. Outrageous. At first, I thought it was some sort of a smear, that it wasn't true, that uh, somebody was pulling my leg. USMC Vet writes in the chat room, what is crazy and scary is the rumor of the number of dummies who say they'd vote for Gingrich. You got that right, USMC Vet. Because now, even if I thought he could win, I wouldn't want to vote for him. Who wants to vote for a man who says he would arrest judges or disregard their rulings? I guarantee to you, right now, if Obama had said any such thing, all hell would break loose. And, this is, and, and you know the irony of this is that you know, we talk about this the other way around we say hey you know what if a if a if a conservative if a republican had said such things or if a republican had done this or that boy would there be trouble the irony here also is that it's been it's been underreported the mainstream media didn't hasn't really latched on to it not as far as i can tell What in the hell is going on? I mean, really? Seriously? Oh, my God. Things have really, really gotten out of hand. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. You're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report.
3: While you're away, don't forget the right. We'll think of you every day and night. Bye-bye, so long
0: College, do you dream of sending your kids to Yale, Harvard, Princeton?
6: Forget it. Those are the universities of yesteryear. The school of the future is COC.
0: Community Organizer College.
6: I'm a graduate, and I just took control of General Motors. And now I'm thinking of taking over Chrysler, too. Maybe. Or selling it to an Italian bicycle company.
0: I uh, think. Want your kids to run a giant company or even an entire industry like health care, banking, or insurance? Enroll him or her at COC, Community Organizer College. So you want your darlings
6: to have trillions of, of dollars of, of money to spread around? Apply to Community Organizer College. Our teachings are based on a major breakthrough in education.
0: It's not what you know. It's what people think you're no. At COC, Community Organizer College, we don't waste time teaching English, history, math, science, or business management.
6: We teach cool. We teach pompous. We teach teleprompter, double doublespeak, seducing the media.
0: Community Organizer College, where your kids can learn to
6: run a company or a country.
0: Who knows? Uh,
6: Maybe the entire planet.
0: Community Organizer (laughs) College. Capacity is limited. Better act now for an application dial 1-800-ACORN-COC.
6: It's not what you know. It's what people think you know. Excellence
5: in Broadcasting presents Liberals of Genius. Liberals
3: of Genius.
5: Today we salute you, Mr. President of the United States. Mr. President. You single-handedly managed to choke all the life out of the world's greatest economy in record time.
3: Ten percent un-
5: no one else could have apologized more, spent more, or built a rat maze healthcare system from hell that only the IRS could love.
3: What were you thinking?
5: Thanks to you, FDR will be known as a conservative, Carter will look presidential, and Joseph Stalin won't seem like such a bad guy.
3: Joe was misunderstood. So crack
5: open a good book sit on your butt, and help your buddies with a snowball's chance in November.
3: Mr. President, the one we weren't waiting for.
4: David Graham hosts Stay Mad Radio, Tuesday and Thursday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. David Graham is a patriot who speaks about communism cultural Marxism, Alinsky, and Islam. Also find very interesting guests, including former CIA agents, authors, and friends. Reza, thank you very, very much for, uh, for contacting us and uh, agreeing to join us here on uh, Stay Mad Radio. Well, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. And uh, as promised, with me on the line is uh, our guest, Charles Faddis. Uh, open your mic right now. Charles, welcome back to Stay Mad Radio. How are you, sir?
3: I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me
4: back. No, that's, that's my pleasure. Uh, our, our pleasure. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna break right into bringing him right on. Usama, uh, uh, thank you for joining me here on uh, Stay Mad Radio. I really appreciate it.
5: Well, it's my joy to be with you, brother, and uh, hope and the praise of the Lord will use it tonight.
3: Her name is Janie Johnson. She wrote the book. Don't take my lemonade stand. How are you today, Janie? I'm doing great, David. How are you? I'm fine. I think this is her now. Uh, is this Addie? I you am know. here. I'm listening. I'm H- how are you? Very, very nice to speak with you finally. Yeah, it sure is. So catch this and much more exciting content on May Radio, Tuesday and
2: Thursday night
3: at 9 p.m. Eastern.
2: All right. David Graham's promos. Have one cool guy. I tell you what, I felt really honored to meet uh, David almost what six, seven months ago. What a really nice guy. I mean, he is just a just a genuine, nice, genuinely nice guy. I hope he's not in the room listening to me talk about how nice he is. Um, I know that twenty twenty's in the house, but sometimes that's that's uh, stay mad. I guess, but I hope he's not here to hear me talk nice about him cuz he is a great guy and I dig him. Well, you know, like, you know like any guy can dig another guy, you know. Not that there's anything wrong with that other thing, but you know, it's not that thing. It's not that thing. It's this thing over here. All right, let's get on with it. The hitman coming. America to be a war zone by John Griffin. I put the link up in the chat room, the American Thinker, for December 19, 2011. To be fair, to be honest, I get a lot of my ideas from the American Thinker. Because what we have is a group of bloggers, ordinary citizens, putting their ideas out there, what they think is going on in the real world. And that's what I really like about it. So let's go ahead because this is an article, unlike any of the others in the, re- in the last couple of weeks, that really got to me. It goes on to say an old adage reads, "If it quacks like a duck, there's probably a duck." The push by the Obama administration is progressin- to progressively strip Americans of basic liberties in the pursuit of political object- objectives has now taken. On more draconian overtones. And no one seems to have noticed. Oh, I beg to differ. A lot of people have noticed. A lot of people have noticed. Especially after the Osawatomi speech just a couple of weeks ago. Well, less than a couple of weeks ago. It goes on to read, while the media quibbles over Romney versus Gingrich... The Occupy Movement and other diversions, President Obama continues to undermine law and order, dismantling the U.S. Constitution piece by piece. When public officials seek to limit freedom, it can be concluded that these officials want to rule instead of govern, cloaking seizures of power in clever misnomers does not validate the abuse of public office. What else can we conclude when Obama claims the illegal power to assassinate citizens at his whim? If citizens, if citizen assassination were the only example of executive malfeasance emanating from Washington, Americans could breathe easier. Except that citizen assassination, e.g., Alawaki has opened the floodgates for a barrage of new power seizures. The ground softened, the first brick laid. Obama can now proceed unchallenged. Well, this is where I have an issue with the article. I think that, that al became an enemy of the state. Unlike anything that we see in the movies or can imagine, he wanted to destroy the country. He wanted to kill American citizens. He plotted with another country. He committed treason, high treason. And there's no ambiguity about that. There's no gray area. So al you know, he pretty much had to go. And I agree with Obama if he actually had anything to do with it. The article goes on to read, as I warned repeatedly in multiple articles over the last two years, the machinery put in place to thwart Islamic terrorism could be turned against citizens for political purposes due to the broad construction's uh, use in terror definitions. Only no one could have imagined the speed at which these things would come to pass. Well… I don't know. I, oh, again, I take issue with the article. I think it's the stretch to suggest that if Ob- the Obama administration took out, killed an American citizen who was plotting openly and outright against the United States of America, thus committing treason, well, there are rules for that. I suppose – if could we have got our hands on him, we could have brought him in, interrogated him properly, and then thrown him in prison for the rest of his life. We didn't have to kill him. Of course, there is a death penalty for treason, but again, I I don't I'm not, I'm not really getting what this guy's trying to say here today. He goes on the right. The broad and ambiguous language found in the Patriot Act gives the president, whoever that may be, the power to determine what is and is not terror. Hmm. Section 41G um, of the Patriot Act defines terrorists as anyone designated upon publication in the Federal Registry. By Secretary of State in consultation with or upon the request of the Attorney General. Uh oh. Everything that follows is contingent on this loose definition. Now I think I get it. Did any one of you within the sound of my voice hear, get a hint of ambiguity here? Once again, The Patriot Act, Section Section 411G, defines a terrorist as anyone designated upon publication in the Federal Registry by the Secretary of State in consultation with or upon the request of the Attorney General. Now it's starting to come to light. The Attorney General and the Secretary of State can decide... On their own, whether or not you or I meet the definition of terrorist, and if we are designated as terrorists, we can be killed upon request by the president of the President of the United States. That's what this article is suggesting. He goes on to write when the first citizen was felled by the president by president Obama's new citizen assassination program. The act was lauded by members of both parties as a tough and needed measure to successfully prosecute the war on terror. I think that this guy is reaching. I think it's a big stretch to suggest that killing one American citizen Alawaki I hope I pronounced his name right, is a big stretch from suggesting that the administration has the power and the authority to kill any American citizen using a very flimsy standard that's ill-defined in the Patriot Act. I think that the writer of this article Mr. John Griffin, is really just a little bit more paranoid than I'm comfortable with right now. I wonder if any of you agree. Do you think that the President of the United States, Secretary of State, and Attorney General would just have anybody killed and labeled as terrorist? It's an interesting article. Well, he goes on to write something, though, that I think is really interesting. Why are Obama and his allies in Congress so eager to snuff out the lamp of liberty at home for the promise of safety already attained? Previously imposed security measures have arguably already achieved the needed safeguards against domestic terrorists. Have any terrorist plots succeeded since 9-11? The answer is no. But he goes on to make a good point. He says that prior to becoming president, Obama once implied the need to break free. This is a, a direct quote, so I'll quote it. Quote, break free from the essential constraints that were placed by the founding fathers in the Constitution. He now applies the same philosophical bent at odds with his oath of office to the National Defense Authorization Act telling the press categorically that he will now not veto the legislation but simply Obama sides with the enemies of freedom in Congress. Well, when you put it that way, Suggesting that Obama's, well, and I do remember when he made that statement break free from the essential constraints that were placed by the founding fathers in the Constitution. But Obama always says really strange things like this, doesn't he? Can we really, you know, put any credence when he says really stupid things like that? I mean, Obama has hinted. Since well before he became president, that he would like to not follow the Constitution, that he would like to disregard the Constitution, that he'd like to disregard Congress, that he'd like to just do it all his way. So I don't know. It just seems weird. But I'd like to get back to Newt right now. <laughs> Newt, come on, man. What is that all about? It's crazy talk. That he disregard judges. That he have judges thrown in jail. Oh, my God. What the heck is going on in this world? Why do we have, what is going on? with both Republicans and liberals wanting to rule this country now. I mean, is there any difference between Newt Gingrich and Barack Obama right now? Both are dangerous to this country, dangerous to the Constitution. You don't throw judges in jail because they don't agree with you. If that were the case, I'd have a couple of them gone right now. A couple of them that threw me in jail a time or two. I didn't agree with them. I want them to explain their ruling. Why are you throwing me in jail? I was in jail for the weekend for driving with the expired tags. Yep. It was an interesting time. I learned how to play spades. I learned how to play spades over a weekend in jail. I slept on a a cot that was about an inch thick. With a blanket and something that looked like a pillow underneath underneath a stairwell outside of the cells, because there was no room in the cells, so I got to sleep out in the wreck area, under a stairwell on a cot with a paper thin blanket, like a like a paper towel. It was an interesting time. It was several years ago. Up to that point, I'd never knew how to play spades. But I learned that weekend, that's for sure. But I tell you what, I got out over the weekend. You know that 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 uh, that Sunday night overcrowding, they let me go home. But hey, everybody should speak spend at least one weekend in jail. When you know you're only going to be there for a short time and you're going home, and you're in there with a whole bunch of folks who are not going home, you actually just kind of let your hair down and chill. (laughs) You just kind of hang out because you know you're leaving in a couple days. So you're not like, hey, oh, man, woe is me. He's in the jailhouse now. No, no, it's nothing like that. Because you know you're leaving. And those other guys, like, they're they're going to be there for a while. But, hey, I'm digressing right now. Nude wants to throw people in jail. It's crazy. We're going to take one more break, then we'll come back, wrap up the show for a Monday night. You're listening to the C. Robin Jones situation. If you
4: before. haven't been listening to Socialism is Not an Option, then you're just another lapdog. And here's why. Let's get together this weekend. Hello, I'm Tesla. Anyway, your call in number is and We have been listening to Annie from uh, Southern Sense, who's um, who's uh, given us some of the benefit of her wit and wisdom. Socialism is not an option in the Roundtable Roundup edition, ladies and gentlemen. All right, we'll be back right after this. Spend your weekends with socialism is not an option. David from Stay Mad. Radio. Um, I call in and I wanted
2: to uh, to weigh in on on the the uh, the title, of hey man. Your your show is right on point, and I you know it's something I wanted to talk about for a little bit, of, you know, for a while now.
4: Hey, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. socialism is not an option. I'm your host, Hessler. You're listening to the American Exceptionalism Edition. And we do have a fantastic show for you today. It's really a good one. It's part two. It's not your daddy's war. Oh welcome to Socialism Is Not an Option? The Hot Topic Edition. I'm your host. Tesla. The
3: entire political process offends me,
4: so... Very, very interesting, folks. Uh, another call on the r- line, and it looks like we've got Tony. Tony, is that you? That's
3: me, baby. At, I'm just looking at your
4: showroom in absolute amazement. Uh, we saw, we were there. I mean, we saw the bullshit that occurred back in the 60s. Man, I <laughs> feel like I'm going back in, in time. Don't you feel that way? Has been co-opted by all the, the leftover, washout hippies of your generation. Yeah. That's right. You're we absolutely have, correct. Have, and and they their kids pretty, pretty great much taken it, it over. You are old. Yes. Spend your weekends with socialism is not an option.
0: W W D B twenty four seven Internet Talk Radio. <laughs> Do you know how much is too much? Hit me again. Do you know when to say when?
6: Uh, Pelosi's coming over. i uh, make it a double.
0: Studies show that those who overindulge exhibit signs of arrogance.
6: I don't count Adrix because I'm the president.
0: Overconfidence. This is the day we stop the seas from rising. Or was it yesterday? The inability to think clearly on one's own. Where, where's my teleprompter?
6: I, I gotta talk to those kindergarten kids.
0: You think you're funny, but no one else does.
6: Let's give the Dalai Lama a, a set of cufflinks and send him out the back door.
0: Uh, Mr. President, let, let's, don't, let's don't do that. I... And a profound inability to listen to others.
6: Rama's funny. You don't know funny. If
0: a friend, relative or leader of the free world exhibits any of these warning signs, don't let them drive, operate heavy machinery, or sign any important documents.
6: Where, where, where's that health care
0: bill? And consider moderating their alcohol intake before it's too late.
6: A winter's day With my friend, the the prompter I stand alone Gazing out among you Watching you watch me It's creepy, but it's too late You chose me I am Barack I'm the massage talk of love, and brotherhood with Hamas, I'll send Hillary to negotiate, what they need is friendship, and friendship causes pain, Uh, Israel and Hamas, they're both the same, I am Barack, I'm the Messiah. Between government and your people, I want everyone to have skin in the game.
2: All right, and we're back with the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. We had to stop that short because we're running out of time. Hey, let me tell you something right now. This world is going crazy. All right, we'll see you over at uh, 2020 Radio Network uh, in about uh, three minutes and 11 seconds. Everybody, head on over to 2020 Radio Network after this show. He's got a great show, and it's even better than mine. So you'll want to go ahead and check him out. It's uh, G Ski Rocks at 2020 Radio Network. Check it out. I'm, I'll be there. And I may even call in. Uh, yeah. <sighs> It's a sad state of affairs, folks, when we have officials, when we have politicians on both the left and the right who are seeking to subvert the Constitution simply because they don't agree with what the framers have in mind. I find this to be troubling. Now, I expect such things from conservatives – I mean I mean, I expect such things from liberals. I expect it from Barack Obama. I expect it from Nancy Pelosi and so on. But I certainly don't expect this sort of talk from a man like Newt Gingrich. It's crazy talk. It's dangerous talk. What possessed him to say such things? I don't understand it. Perhaps he thought that he had some sort of a mandate coming along where he could – pretty much change what Obama's doing by saying that he would reverse it no matter what, no matter what it took, even if it meant him subverting the Constitution or enacting in a way that suggested that he was not going to follow the Constitution. I I can't tell what's in the man's mind, but I can say that it is a very dangerous situation I'm very disappointed in Newt Gingrich right now. I'm very disappointed in any conservative, any Republican who would condone this type of talk. Newt Gingrich should be so far down in the polls right now as a result of those statements that he shouldn't even be on the map anymore. It's bizarre. Well, the show's over, folks. You've been listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Have a great night, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. And we'll have more on this situation. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America. Good night, folks.
3: they mad just reward. Now they stood beside the tree.